Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Authentic Alchemy. I am your host, Emily Burke, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are here. If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm so honored that you've tuned in today. If you're a returning guest, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful and I'm so humbled that you keep coming back. I show up every week for you. I really do. Uh, if you haven't already, head on over to Instagram at I am Emily Burke and send me a message. Let me know what you got out of the show. Just say hi and let me know that you're a listener. I would love to connect with you. I really do love hearing from you. It lights me up. It gets me back behind the microphone each and every week because I know that I am serving you. Now, I'm very excited for today's episode. Today, I have brought on a dear, dear sister of mine, the beautiful, divine, gorgeous Jade Chiron. And she is just a pure embodiment of what it means to be living your authentic, like, authentic life and manifesting from that place. She really, really is. I was lucky enough to be invited into her home for this interview. This is my first in-person interview um, where, you know, her beautiful kitty cats were crawling around us and it was just such a blessing to be in her space and I consider it such a blessing to be her friend. She is a has a background in social work, working with um, helping people recover their lives after trauma and violence. Uh, she's now the host of the Brave Girl podcast where she shares some stories of love, loss, triumph and trailblazing. She is just what I would consider the ultimate creator of her own reality. And in this episode, she shares some incredible stories of what it means to be your most authentic self and how to manifest from a really, what I would consider a really grounded place. She's such an example of what it means to be taking steps towards creating your dream life, being in your most authentic self while you're doing that as well as fully surrendering and trusting that you can create anything that you want and that it is all going to work out exactly as it's meant to. Like I have labeled this episode manifesting your vision board life for a reason and you will hear why she shares some incredible stories and really unpacks how she's managed to do what she's done and some of the things that she has called into her life that she's manifested will just blow your mind um literally every time I see her she tells me a story and I'm like but of course like how the fuck did you do that and of course like (laughs) she's just incredible so without further ado let's head over to today's episode all right. Hello, Jade, and welcome to Authentic Alchemy. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited that today is our first in-person, my first in-person interview, which required some logistical uh, <laughs> setup. But I'm in your beautiful home with your beautiful two cats. I know. I'm so grateful <laughs> to be here. So thank you for taking the time. I know I got to be on your podcast a few months ago, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, 
I'd love to start off with um, a question that I ask all of my podcast guests, and that is, what does authenticity mean to you? Wow, that's a great question, and thank you so much for being here. I love, yeah, having you in my home. It's such a good way to record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Authenticity to me means being true to yourself. It means not following the crowd. If something isn't in alignment with you and what feels true to you, you're not being authentic if you choose to act on that. And I know for me, and this is something I guess I've probably developed over my life, when I can feel myself, whether it's something as simple as partaking in a conversation or being in an environment that doesn't feel integral or aligned with me, I know that there's no possible way I can live in authenticity in that. And sometimes we are in situations and conversations where they're not going to be completely aligned, but it's being able to come back to yourself and really own your true feelings in that, recognize your energy and be able to have that anchor back in regardless of who you may be with. And I know that for me, if I'm in authenticity, then I am always saying, doing and being in integrity with myself. Mm. Yeah. I really like that visual that you gave of like your authenticity being like an anchor mm. because we do sway and, and move and, and mm. you know, the world tests that authenticity all of the time. And I think that if you're really clear on who you are, it is like an anchor. It keeps bringing you back in and keeps you steady and keeps you stable. And, mm. um, yeah, I really like that visual. I might adopt that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Cause we'll always be tested in times where we're going to be in situations that don't feel authentic to us, but if we know who we are and we're intentional around who we want to be, then we can always come back to that, come back Mm. to that anchor. Yeah. 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 So perfect. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself for everybody who hasn't met you before and come Mm. into your sphere. You have such a beautiful story and we've kind of, uh, I feel like we've kind of been, I don't know what the word is, kind of moving alongside each other on this journey of kind of creating this beautiful life for ourselves. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story as far back and as much or as little detail as as you'd like to share. Sure. So I was born and raised in Melbourne and I was born to the most strongest, incredible woman. My family had a lot of history of drug abuse, addiction, suicide, and my mum really broke family patterns, broke a cycle. She, She knew from a very young age that she wanted to give her children a very different life, and I knew that and was aware of that from the time I was an adolescent, that I could have lived a very different life. And my parents separated when I was 11, 12. And I really have to 
I really owe it to my mum. She raised my brother and I. She was always a compassionate, loving, non-judgmental person, but also instilled really good life skills. And I think one of the best things that she did for me was to value myself and know that I'm worthy of good things. And my Nana had, she'd been, she'd had a really hard life, which was mum's mum. And unfortunately for her, she didn't have a lot of self-worth. And I always thought, I want to do work in the world where I can help remind people of their worth. Mm -hmm. Because I know that it's not something that you it's not something someone else gives you. It's not something you achieve through a relationship or a job. It's something you give yourself. Mm. And I suppose knowing the family history that my family had had, that really prompted me to get into social work. And it's a field that I'm still in. I've worked in different roles in social work. (laughs) And from... One of my original roles was working with young people who were homeless, children in out-of-home care who couldn't find foster families, had been removed from child protection, and then very recently working with victims of family violence. So lots of challenging work, but also very rewarding. But I guess I knew within myself as well, I want to be able to offer people I want to be able to offer something that ignites hope and possibility and that really prompted me to start my own business I've always been very spiritual very connected to that which is non-physical I always believed we are not what we can just see there's more and I think having that spiritual connection it really is it can be just the light in the darkness. It really provides so much meaning and peace to life. So I knew I wanted to combine that, but also do something that was very in alignment with who I am. So I started my podcast about five months ago now, and I have basically cultivated a podcast that I can speak to people around hard stories, maybe some stories that can be challenging for people to hear, but I want to hear how people have overcome it. I want to hear what they experienced. I want to bring light to different situations and give other people hope through doing that because I know that when we hear something that totally resonates, we feel less alone Mm -hmm. and it's combining that connection coming back to one another I think we're very isolated and it's very much like a modern day mentality that when we go through hard times we get through it alone maybe we get through it with one other person but when we have a sense of community and connection with others whether that's through a book on a podcast with a real life soul family it changes your life and it's something that money can't buy. Mm. And I just want to live my life doing that and follow, (laughs) follow wherever that takes me. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love your story and it's something that's, you know, you've been in social work for as long as I've known you and um, I know that we've talked about this uh, quite a long time, but how much I admire and I know that so many people in the world really admire um, your capacity to hold that space for people who mm. are experiencing really, really um, full-on life experiences that you know, it, it can really take a, a toll on mm. your life. And um, I guess what I'd love to ask is, you know, because you're, one thing I love about your podcast and this is something that's so beautiful because you've really gone, well, this is something I love doing and it's something that's actually people already do um, and that I'm good at is giving people advice. Mm. And it's just, you know, you do it in a very, this is just my opinion, take it or leave it. I'm not a, you know certified professional in terms of like a, a psychologist mm. or anything like that but you've had a lot of experience in in you know working with people and you are super intuitive mm. so i'd love to know like what advice would you give to somebody if they you know were going through a really really hard time maybe for instance they were finding their their job or their work and things like that quite uh, full on and, and especially because mm. this is something that, that you've experienced in your work mm. where it can take a very energetic and emotional toll on, on your yourself mm. what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's maybe experiencing something yeah similar? I love that and that's something that I've navigated very recently in my life I left my family violence role not long ago now about don't even know less than two months ago and I know that in for me it really came down to it's a role where you have to give a lot and that's what's expected but at that point I didn't have anything to give because I wasn't giving enough Mm. to myself and I think with anything in life whether it's a job or a relationship if it is draining you more than it is filling you up and jobs and relationships aren't the tool to make us feel better that Mm -hmm. needs to come from within but if it is taxing on us and making us feel like I have nothing left or I'm burning the candle at both ends then you need to ask yourself why and for me pulling back from my job It was an ego death in many ways because it was a very high paying job. I'd worked really hard to get into that industry, Um, you know, in in Melbourne in particular to work in family violence. You need to do extensive training. There's a lot of legislation around working in that field now. So for me to kind of say this isn't working for me, I knew that I would be giving up a lot of those external things I'd worked really mm-hmm. hard for but I kept asking myself this question what is it actually costing me mm-hmm. yeah because the money was good but I'm I'm losing more I'm losing myself and if you are losing yourself if you can't no longer recognize yourself in the way that there might be a heavier energy or you may be behaving in ways or reacting in ways that you know is not you, 
you need to ask yourself why. And I knew that for me, no amount of money was more important than that because what can I, what kind of work could I do? And the women I was working with, they deserve someone at their full capacity and that wasn't me. So yeah, coming back to yourself and, and tuning into your energy. How do you feel at a job? Because we spend so much time at work. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that the energy for the most part, it, jobs aren't perfect, relationships aren't perfect, but for the most part, it's in alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it yeah. feels good. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful question to ask is what is this costing me? Because I don't know if you've seen this in, in your work, but I know that I definitely have talking to people is it, I would say that most people don't associate their energy and their, their well being as a um, currency mm. you know, and a commodity. It's money is how, what we exchange for physical things and my energy doesn't matter mm. you know and and unfortunately it i think it's become a really really big theme in a lot of people's lives where they are so that that idea of burnout is like a buzzword at the moment mm. and like that's where i was you know um what like you know nearly 2 years ago now and it's it's because i wasn't valuing my own mm. energy mm. and I don't, I don't even know what my question here would be, but what would you, if somebody is finding themselves and they've, they've hit that point and they go, like, I am just exhausted, I am tired, they maybe aren't at the place where they want to leave their job, but, like, what kinds of things can people do in their day-to-day life just to start to give a little bit more self-care and, mm. and, and fill up that energy cup a little bit more? Mm. Um and any kind of advice or, or insights that you could give in, in terms of that? Yeah, I think one of the first things would be asking yourself, what are my priorities? Is making money the top priority? Mm-hmm. Or is it my health? Is it my well-being? Is it my relationships? And because we go through different periods in our life where we really want to work hard and we want to make a lot of money. Mm. And then we go through other periods where we want to pull back and tend to ourselves. So I think a big part is noticing the stage and the theme of your life Mm. and prioritizing. and, And this is like a very practical advice, I suppose, but being able to design your life around those priorities Mm -hmm. because if one of your top priorities is my mental health, my physical health, and you're working crazy hours, you've got no energy, you're eating fast food for lunch every day, Mm -hmm. your health and well-being is not your top priority. Yeah. 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 It really is. And I love like that sometimes we do need that practical advice like we need to like people like what yeah but what do I actually do like I know that I'm tired what do I do like I keep sleeping and it's not enough and that's the thing is there's a very big difference between like you know just being like physically tired and you know that energetic like exhaustion that Mm. just feels like no matter how much I were to sleep or rest is just not going to cut it 
and I think that there is a beautiful, uh, the, the beautiful kitty cats are having a little play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you hear any little scratching sounds, of course, that's okay. I love animals. I'm, so I'm not gonna edit. I'm not gonna edit it out. Animals are beautiful. If <laughs> if you're feeling exhausted or something's going on, get a pet. Yes. Yeah, they will keep you entertained. They bring so much joy. <laughs> There's one up on the bench top as we speak. And just watching us going, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but Thanks, <I> think, guys. <laughs> and I think that that is like something that's so... Um, hang on, I had a train of thought. It'll come back to me. I think that's something that's like really, really important is going, I need to actually do those things that fill... I like to think of us as, as like being like a... Um, you could look at it like a cup or like, I like to imagine like a champagne mm. tower and mm. we are that like top, um, tier. top tier, that, mm. that top glass. And there's like all these other glasses underneath that are like maybe our family and our job and, you know, our mm. other responsibilities, paying the mortgage, you know, taking care of our home and our friends and all those other areas. And the thing is is that if I pour into like just one cup down the bottom and I'm just keep pouring into, into that, I don't get filled up. Mm. But if I pour into my own glass at the top and allow myself to overflow, Mm. it happens naturally. And I think that's something, I don't know if you can resonate with this at all, but I think so many people go, no, 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 I need to serve everybody else. And then there won't be enough left from like for everybody mm. else if I just keep giving to myself um yes and it's something that I love to like give to people is that permission of going the most like incredible thing that you can do for the people around you is to serve yourself mm. so I'd love to hear any, any insights or thoughts that you have on like that idea of like like just full permission to just give to yourself mm. yeah definitely and I think We live in a society, particularly for women, where giving to others, it's like that's what you're here to do. Mm. And it can make putting boundaries, because we hear all the time, put boundaries in place, put boundaries in place. And it can make it really hard because there's a lot of guilt associated Mm -hmm. with boundary setting. But if you don't set a boundary and your whether it's one of your values is being compromised or you're having to live in in authenticity against who you truly are then you're never going to be fulfilled Mm -hmm. you're not going to feel like that relationship or that job is going to be giving back to you in any way because it's all about them it's Mm -hmm. all about the job or the other person getting what they want getting what they need And I love to ask myself when I'm struggling with something, what do I need right Mm -hmm. now? And that can, that usually comes back to something I need to give myself. It's not Mm -hmm. something that someone else needs to give me. It's what do I need in this moment? Do I need a day to myself? Do I need to set a boundary with this person do i need to stop overgiving and it's okay like we we put a lot of we make selfishness sound like a bad thing 
but if it allows you to do more and give more be a bit selfish you are living for you mm-hmm. you your life is for you and if you're not happy content or finding fulfillment or value in what you do then who are you living for mm-hmm. and it can be it can be a process it really can mean pulling back from everything and it may it may mean cutting some relationships mm-hmm. but what kind of life do you want to live and I always think about this and I've thought about it since I was a little girl if I am lucky enough to reach an old age what kind of life do I want to look back on mm-hmm. what what kinds of things do I want to feel proud of do I want to live the life? Would I be happy with the life that I am currently pursuing or do things need to change? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful question to ask. It's something that like I do in like a few different ways all the time. And it's like, a, would I be satisfied with what I'm doing right now with feeling this way my whole life? Mm. And if the answer is no, then it's, it's immediately well what am I going to do about it because nobody else is coming to save me Mm. I think we have this like mentality that's kind of drilled into us that's like somebody's this like damsel in distress Mm. and it's and it's not just for I think it's a little bit more for women just in terms of the way that it's um been drilled into us but I think for all of us it's like the somebody else will come to my rescue Mm. and it's like come to your own fucking rescue like you are the, the only person that is going to be with you every single day for your entire life is yourself. Mm. It's the only person. And I think that when we don't prioritize ourselves, we, we do a disservice to the world. Mm. Really? We really, really, really do. And I guess what I mean by that is, we're actually meant to be here to be in our purpose and to be happy and to spread that joy around to everybody mm. else around us and to be in our authenticity and show people that, that they can do that as well. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, if there are things you want to do, in your life if there's something you want to achieve or even just experience no one's going to knock on your door with that Mm -hmm. you need to create it yourself Mm -hmm. and i totally agree with you i have had fantasies and they're they're fantasies that just run by like oh i wish someone could give me this opportunity or Mm -hmm. this could happen but that's just a way of excusing yourself from the dedication that dream is going to take because if you want to, I I know all the good things I have created in my life have come from me. Mm -hmm. No one has handed me them on a silver platter, but the value you get from committing to creating something, dedicating yourself to something, learning something is so much better than someone handing it to you. Yeah. And you've perfectly shifted gears, which is exactly where I wanted to go into that, um, into manifestation, which is something that we Mm -hmm. like have connected so much on and you are just like a (laughs) manifestation queen just like in your own right. Um, so I would love to hear, I, I know that like, since I've known you, 
actually, let's start with like the story of how we met because how mm. we met, we yes. both manifested each other. So I don't know if you want to go first and tell your side and then I can tell my side, but this was just like the yes. <laughs> Why didn't you you begin? Sure, sounds good. Oh, I love <laughs> this story. So. It was 2021 and we were in between lockdowns. No, it was 2020. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was... No, it was 2021. We're in 2023 now. Yes, we? we are. Yes, it's it was the year before I'm last. Going, it was last year or two years ago. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I know. It takes a while to click gears, change yeah, yeah. gears with the year. <laughs> yeah, it was in between lockdowns and I had booked tickets, actually, Book tickets to the sound healing, but then it had been rescheduled because of the lockdown. Yeah. So this was the new date and it was a Friday evening. It was winter. It was cold. But as all of us were in Melbourne, dying to get out. And I thought to myself, I want to make a new friend. And I, I actually said it out loud. I sat down on this couch that we're sitting on right, right now and said to myself, I'm going to make a new friend tonight. And that was it. I just left it at that. I did not think more about it. I just put it out there. And when I arrived, I was one of the last to arrive. And there was... (laughs) We've just got a little Little cat. cat. (laughs) Um, I was one of the last to arrive. And I remember most of the mats placed around in this yoga studio were black, but I saw this beautiful pale pink one. There was a few, there was a few left and I just went straight to that pale pink mat and sat down and instantly, I don't remember what we started talking about, but we instantly connected. And I just thought, who is this beautiful redheaded woman? Like (laughs) love her energy and just got chatting and instantly I just felt really good in your presence. It was just very lighthearted and fun. And I remember when we were leaving, we were kind of talking and I was thinking in my mind, oh, should I ask to catch up? Because it's like, it's like the female version of like a date. Like, do they want to see me again? Do they not? Do I say something? And I think you said, I literally think think I said, this is going to sound really weird, but I've just like done like a really big clearing of like a whole bunch of friendships. That's right. Um, And like, I don't think I said these exact words, but I was like, I'm in the market for a new friend. Do you want to be friends? (laughs) That's so good. We were because we were talking about how we had cleared a few friendships personally that just weren't in alignment Mm. with us anymore and and this is where like just side note if you want to make new friends go to places and settings where your friends would be what do you like to do because start doing that you can meet so many people that way and yeah and then the rest is history i know and we literally we caught up for like coffee and we just like chat like chewed each other's ears off for like hours (laughs) and and we we both rocked up with oracle cards that's right like like, totally we didn't like organize it or anything that's right what happened for you how did that pan out for you like almost the same thing I had been like in like a it was my first like coaching group that I had been in and I was um it was the first time I'd invested money in myself and I'd been talking about like friendships was like a a kind of front of mind for me like Mm -hmm. I really wasn't feeling connected to my friends at all and and through that I I like kind of just energetically let go of a lot of people 
Um, and just was like, I think I'm just ready to just make that space and call in some like solar line friends. And that was like what I really want, like energetically put out there. And I wrote down and I was like, I want sisters who I can like talk to about all of this, like witchy, like, <laughs> like woo woo stuff. And I want to be able to like, you know, that they read the same books as, and so that we can like share books and talk about them, which is funny. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, <laughs> and like, I want to be able to like pull Oracle cards together and like drink cow together and like, you know, talk about like our hopes and dreams and not feel like I'm, somebody's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> and I want to like, Absolutely. I want it to just be normal to like talk about all of this stuff. And and I was like, I remember talking to the woman who was running the the coaching group and she was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go to this sound healing. Like I've been wanting to do a sound healing for ages and it was a sound healing in women's circle. It was the first time I'd ever been to a women's circle before. Um, it was the first time I'd been to a sound healing before as well, mm. actually. And I went and I nearly didn't go because I purely because I was like feeling nervous. Mm. Like I was really nervous. I didn't, I don't think I'd ever, I had really made like a friend friend as an adult mm. up until that point. And I went and I was, and I said, and I'm going to, I'm going to introduce myself to people and I'm going to make a friend. But I also let it go. I was like. And I'm open to like whatever mm. is installed. I'm just going to go and connect with people. And I was talking to like one of the girls who was next to me. I was one of the first ones there and we were just kind of chatting. She was nice enough and everything like that. And then you sat down on my other side and I had the same experience. I was just like, I just want to talk. I think we just like chatted, chatted, mm. chatted until we started. And um, we pulled like a couple of cards together and we just like giggled about them and like talked about them. And then afterwards we like, again, we just like locked eyes and we're just like chatting like nonstop. So we're the last ones in there. They were like packing up around <laughs> us and it's like freezing cold outside. Yes. And we're like outside of the driveway, still just like talking and talking and talking. And I remember just going, Oh fuck. I think I've manifested the friend. And I immediately went into like that old mindset of going, well, though they probably don't want to be my friend. Like that was always such a wound for me was, mm. was this. And I think we've talked about this before, but it was such a wound for me that I was like, people think I'm annoying. People don't really want to be my friend. Mm. Like I'm more of a burden than somebody that people want to spend time with. And I, I had those stories come up and I was like, literally just ask her mm. because what's the worst thing that could happen right now? Surely if I'm like having this much fun there, fun here. I'm like, do I trust the way that I feel? Do I trust the energy that I'm getting from her? And I was like, yeah. And I literally said, like I said before, I literally said, I'm like in the market for new friends. Do you yeah. want to be my friend? <laughs> to be at each other it. on Facebook. Yeah. It was so funny. And we giggled about it. And what's so funny now is we like I rocked up today returning a book that that Jade lent me like like I don't know, six, six months, months ago. ago and like brought a new one and she's given me one of mine back and we like we exchanged books. I also brought over like an Oracle card deck and we pulled <laughs> some cards together. Like I found like a soul sister and it's just one of the most incredible manifestations and what's happened since then mm. is our friendship has blossomed, but it's also showed me what's possible. And I find making friends so easy now. Mm. I just, like, if I feel a connection with somebody, I'll just go, 
do you want to like catch up for a coffee one day? Yeah. And like a few times we've just had gone and had one coffee and really enjoyed it. A few other times, like I've like made some friends who I see re- you know, reasonably regularly now mm. because I was shown what was possible. Absolutely. It's literally about like putting yourself out of your comfort zone. It is nerve wracking. Like mm. I felt nervous too. But, like, I regularly do things like that. But I remember the first women's circle I ever attended a few years ago now. And I was so bloody nervous. Mm. I almost didn't go. I was like, I can't. Everyone will know one another. But it's like, I thought, I feel called to do this. I feel drawn to it. What's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm a friendly person. If I don't like it, I'll never go back. Yeah. Simple as that. And when you do that and just push yourself just a little bit, magical things happen. Mm. And it's like that's that manifestation principle of it expands what you believe to be true. And I don't know if you like had this similar kind of thing, but like I feel like it's just like a thing that's said all the time mm. that it's hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah, and that's just a limiting belief. It 100% is because like I just said before, I find it so easy to make friends Mm, now. Me too. And that is not something that I would have said in a million years, two years ago. Mm. Never. I I honestly had this thing of like, how do people make friends? Mm. I don't know how they do this. Like, what do I do? (laughs) And literally shifting that belief and doing that work. And and you can do this with anything. And this is Mm. the whole thing. It's just... These are just principles that can be applied to any area of your life. This is just a story about how we did it with friendships. And I'd love to hear about over this past couple of years, you've manifested some incredible things. Yes. I would love to hear about um, how how you've created some of this stuff and maybe a little bit about your process i know i can see like behind you your vision board mm-hmm. on your wall which i know that is something that's been there was been there as long as i've known you yeah um and probably a lot longer than that so i'd love to hear a little bit about your process and maybe some examples and stories of things that you've manifested yeah sure oh this i could literally just talk about this for hours mm. i'd say And look, there's so many processes, but the simplest thing is knowing what it is you want, or at the very least, praying for the highest good of all. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's been situations and times in my life where I've wanted a situation to work out in one particular way, but rather than trying to force it one way or the other, I pray for the highest good of all, because I know that the outcome then I can never go wrong. I've also really ingrained the mentality that it's this or something better. So when things don't work out, because life isn't always smooth sailing, but we, and we can think I'm headed in this path and this needs to happen and that needs to happen, but rather releasing some of those really strict ideas and being free to surrender to maybe that will happen, but if it doesn't, mm. something better will. So, and that that really is how I go into any job interview, any relationship, any experience. Mm. I know that I'm going to either get what it is that I'm after or something that will make me much more happy and fulfilled. Yeah. And that has taken practice. Like I know saying that it sounds like, oh, look, people hearing that could think, 
how can that be like, but I need this outcome. I need that to be happy. I encourage you to just release that expectation just a little bit and trust that maybe there's something better because often things that feel really, I know that when I've tried to make something happen and it's come from a real place of force, pushing and control, Mm -hmm. that is not energy that is going to create powerful manifestations because that says I don't trust Mm -hmm. because I need to control it. But when you decide what you want and you hand it over to the universe, you trust that it's going to fall into place in the best way it possibly can. I like to, I like to think of this as like, because I don't know if it's the same for you. I feel like it's just like a universal thing for a lot of people, but that like letting go and that trust is just like the, I feel like it's like a lifelong challenge Mm. and journey of like moving through. Definitely. But something that's like been like profound for me is a hundred percent those like exact mindsets and like the visualization that the universe is dying to give you what you want. Mm. It is always wanting to give you what you want. And it is always trying to find a way to give it to you in the path of least resistance. Mm. And you're controlling the outcome is creating more resistance to the infinite possibility. Mm. So if you're saying I can only have this specific thing, you're closing off like the the window and the ways that it can come to Mm. you. The universe is going, okay, you've got this vision. I'll give that to you and it's going to look way better than you could possibly imagine. And you're going, no, it has to be this. And the universe will will kind of push and prod you mm-hmm. in ways that make you feel uncomfortable to open up that kind of um, uh, the floodgates of what's possible. Mm. Um, for instance, like if you're looking for a house and you're like, I have to live on this exact street in a house that is blue with mm. 12 bedrooms and <laughs> 19 bathrooms and it has to have a butler's pantry and this and orange walls and, blah, blah, <laughs> and I have to have this way. And the universe is going... Okay, but there is a house like just around the corner that mm. has those 12, 12 bedrooms and the 19 bathrooms and I I can direct you to the paint shop where we can paint it blue mm. and the and the walls orange. And you're going, "No, I I have to have this." And what it's the universe is going to do is it's going to kind of create uh, a discomfort for you to kind of be pushed to let go. Yeah. Whereas if you choose to let go and From surrender, the beginning. Mm. you go, oh, there's a house over there. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're not, you're not even open to the possibilities of something else when mm. you make it that it needs to be a certain way. You're yeah. not open. You're not available to receive those opportunities because you have this tunnel vision of it needs to be this way. But back to one of the stories, I'm going to talk about one of my manifestations from last year. So I think I know what this is and I love it. (laughs) So um, I've always had a vision board. When I say always, I probably made my first one. Maybe it was 10 years ago, eight years ago. As soon as I knew what vision boards were, I made them and I have regularly updated them. So my vision board from eight years ago is not at all the same as it is today. 
And I always make my vision boards, I take images that ignite a feeling within me mm. or I take quotes that deeply speak to me. Mm. It's not because the picture looks pretty or, you know, I think that it'll match with another image. It invokes emotion within yeah. me. So that has always been how I've done that. And I think that just before we move on, mm. just for the listeners who are like, okay, I'm going to create a vision board and then I'm going to get everything that I want. Jade 100% has done so much more work than just sticking some pictures on a board, which I think you can tell from what she's saying. She's <laughs> talked about her mindset. She's talked about like those feelings in inside. It's so much more and the vision boards can be so powerful. Mm. Um, keep telling us why. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. A, a vision board is a good addition to the other work you're doing. Mm. It's never about just sticking a few images up, sitting down and watching Netflix and hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but I updated my vision board. It was in the big Melbourne lockdown of 2020. I actually did it with a girlfriend. She didn't have one and I said, start like putting together a board on Pinterest, we'll print it out and we'll put it together um, when we did our own. So there was one particular image that, and I I loved the image because it looked like this couple were in this beautiful rainforest. And I really loved the, I love tropical weather. Mm -hmm. It's it's my favourite weather love the humidity and I just remember feeling a sense of peace and tranquility when I looked at that image so I popped that up there left it alone along with a whole bunch of other things fast forward to June July of last year and at the time I had started running women's circles and also sound healing And I connected with this woman on Instagram. She is an Australian. She's living in Bali. Now, I've always had a dream to live in Bali, not permanently, but six months, a year. And I thought, I'm just going to reach out to her and ask her for some advice. Totally not expecting a reply. I just thought she may read it, not respond. I had no expectations. But again, I knew I had nothing to lose by sending the message. Mm sent her the message. I think she got back to me within the hour and she said, I'd love to give you some advice. How about we jump on a Zoom call and I can answer any questions you have. And I thought, wow, like that's amazing. She's not only going to give me advice, but you know, we'll be able to properly speak. So I think it was a couple of nights later, we jumped on Zoom, asked her a whole bunch of questions. And she said to me, tell me about you. What are you doing? And I told her about the women's circles and sound healing. And she said, I'm actually having a retreat in August. I would absolutely love for you to come along and run a session. I can give you the retreat at a huge discounted price. And there's potential for you to book in one-on-one clients as well after that. And when I hung up for this Zoom call, I just thought, oh my God, like, what an incredible opportunity that like such a simple message could transpire into the, into this. So the next thing I did, and I, I hesitated because I thought I'm not going to have the leave. I'm going to be able to take a few days paid leave and then the rest is going to be unpaid. So I sat on it for a bit. And at the time I was not feeling great within my job. And I just woke up one day and I thought, 
why would I put this job that I'm not loving, I'm not thriving in, I'm not feeling good in, why would I put that ahead of an opportunity like this? So what? I'll miss out on a few days pay. And this comes back to kind of what I said before around sometimes being a bit selfish. It's okay to put yourself and opportunities for Mm -hmm. you over a company you've been at for years because you feel a bit guilty. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I can't miss out on this because if I say no, I will regret it. So I spoke to my manager and I asked her, can I take leave? It's going to be for this entire week. She said to me, I'll do my best. I'll get back to you. Sure enough, the next day she said, all fine to go ahead. So I I think I booked tickets that weekend. It was all good to go. Weeks passed. And I thought, I'm just going to check the Instagram profile of the place where this retreat is being run. It was called Bali Eco Stay. I jump on their Instagram page and one of their pinned posts, so one of the posts I've put at the top of their profile, is the exact image of the couple in the tropical rainforest room. And I'm like, that that picture's on my vision board. What the fuck? And like, I remember just having this <laughs> moment. I was on my own and it was like, a bit of shock and I thought no they've probably used this image like I found it on Pinterest they've probably grabbed it so I've gone into it and I checked the comments and people are saying like which room is this and they have named the room and I'm like holy shit this (laughs) picture is taken here and mind you this picture was years old so it was pinned to the top if I had just gone on, there is no way I would have scrolled to the bottom. Yeah. So it was, it was literally by chance that this image was at the top and it was the exact image that I had put on my vision board two years earlier and now would be going to run a sound healing and women's circle there. Now, when I put that image on my vision board, I had no idea that it, it could have ever evolved in that way. And this is why, like what we were saying before, it is so important to be open to the possibilities of mm. things going even better than what you originally planned. And I did go on that retreat and I ran such a beautiful heart opening session. I had a lot of great feedback, which was really beautiful for me because I'd had a lot of anxieties and nervousness on the day of. Mm. Um, And I remember thinking that morning, like I'd had a really bad sleep. I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm so nervous. I'm in this foreign country. We're out in the middle of the forest. And I just, I knew I was meant to be there. And it went so well I really did a lot of work to put that to the side that day and I did even then go on to book one-on-one clients and it was just it was just so magical in the way that it unfolded but one of the coolest things I've manifested I do have a a podcast episode actually where I go deep into my processes and there's another story we'll be here all day of the time I had written a fake check for eight thousand dollars and then months later got nine thousand dollars in the most unexpected way how I manifested my home and how that unfolded for me and that was really a good story of releasing it I almost didn't get the home and 
basically the the vendors wanted more money and it really came down to five thousand dollars and i knew i had offered what i truly wanted and Mm. the agent had come back to me and said look they really only want five grand more than what you're offering i'm sorry Um, i've done my best for you if you can't offer that they're not going to accept it Mm. And I, and this is the shortened version of this story, but I remember reading the email and just thinking, no, that price isn't in alignment with me. And I I knew it was only $5,000 more. It wasn't going to add much more onto my mortgage. And I just said, that was my final offer. Thanks for your time. And I released it. And I reckon 10 minutes later, he called me and said, the vendors accepted your offer. And it was, that was a true moment of surrender because I was prepared to not have the home. And I know like Abraham Hicks says this all the time, you have to get so okay with not having it because for as long as you really want it and yearn for it, that's resistance. You're adding resistance. You've got to let it go. But a hundred percent, it is a lifelong journey. It is always something we're challenged with especially when we want something so deeply and so badly but there is true freedom in surrender because that energy can feel really really heavy and sometimes we actually take a weight off ourselves we take our foot off the accelerator and just say you know what i will trust in what is and that that is the work here it's that trust yes Oh my gosh, there's so many moments in that story where I was like, (laughs) I want to like anchor in like this and this and this. I'm going to try and like remember a few moments because there's a few like incredible things that you really did there that I, I really want to anchor in Mm -hmm. for our listeners to help them understand that this is not like a manifestation is not like a uh, linear process Mm -hmm. and it's not a step by step process. Uh, as a manifestation teacher and like a lot of other manifestation teachers would give you processes and things that you can do and embody and realistically for me anyway and the things that I I give to my community is that understanding and things that you can do that are that become embodied in who Mm. you are and who you be every single day and something I'd love to like anchor in is Jade, you, you talk, like, there were so many moments in those stories where you had, like, very real fears come up and limiting Absolutely. beliefs come up and you acknowledge them, you let yourself feel them. Sometimes you're like, okay, like, limiting beliefs, I'm just going to put you over here for a little while because, mm. I've, I, like, this is something that I'm just not willing to be consumed by you because like, I think that's something that's really important to note is that no matter where you get to in life, you are never going to get to a point where you never have a limiting belief ever again. You're just going to have kind of new layers and things. It's how you deal with them, that shift. And you need to get to the point, and I don't say need very often, but you need to get to the point where you are so willing to go, no, I will not get consumed by this I will not get pulled into this yes I know that there's work I need to do with this right now and I'm going to do it set aside some time to do that work Mm. acknowledge it and go 
but this is something that is important to my heart and my soul mm. and I'm going to keep on going because this is important. This is bigger than this fear. Mm. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. I know that I've had quite a few moments, particularly in this past year, where it's like it's like the universe is going to me, Emily, you need to get over your fucking shit right now because mm. there are bigger things in the world that you are needed for. Mm. And I think when you can get to that point, you can go, okay, I'm not ignoring this. This is important. This is my work in this lifetime. And I refuse to be debilitated in life by this anymore. Mm. And that's what I heard there. It was like that that fear came came up before mm. going into doing that sound healing. And it was like a, and I know I've, I've heard the deeper version of that story, but it's, you were willing to go, I will not let this stop me. Mm. Yeah. I am, and it's finding that compassion for, for yourself and going, like, I hear you. I hear that part of myself that's going, this is really fucking scary. Like, I'm scared right now. Mm. Like, you're never going to reach a point where you're not scared. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, of course And that's not. okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to, to have fears. And don't allow them to keep you stuck in a in a space that that doesn't feel good that doesn't mm. light you up that doesn't fulfill you um another thing that you really um went through is you had so many moments of trust come up it was like a you really tuned into to your intuition you didn't panic mm. you weren't like um, oh no, I'm never going to get like the days off work. I'm not, like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, well, like, mm. I won't even ask. Mm. Um, or like, what will my boss think of it if I ask or something like that? It was like a, no, I'm just going to like, I'm going to ask. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do, even with the house. No, this is the price that feels good for me. And I hope the listeners really heard then is the amount of times that you check in with yourself. Mm. Like, not like impulsively, just kind of like, acting out of you know impulse and fear but just going what would feel good for me right now Mm. and these are all embodied um, actions and mindsets and practices that when you do that manifestation just becomes this like Mm. easy and effortless thing definitely because we can know something and I have acted and lived like this before. We can know something on an intellectual level yeah. and we know how to theorize it. We know how to repeat it back. But just because we know it intellectually and mentally doesn't mean it's integrated within us. Mm. And the opportunities we have to integrate what we know on an intellectual level. So if it is a knowing that if you know intellectually that you need to trust mm. and surrender when manifestation what that really means and how you begin to integrate that is when you are faced with a situation where you don't know what the outcome is going to be, where you know that letting go could mean that this opportunity fully disappears. Mm -hmm. That is when you need to start trusting. That's when your real work begins. And it is fucking hard. It's hard. You're going to be challenge you're going to have so many ego deaths and moments of (laughs) i can't do this 
but you choose not to remain a victim. You come back to yourself. Yeah. What, what do I need to begin to feel and implement in my body on a physical integrated level? Yeah. And that is, I need to surrender this. And it really is happening on an energetic level. You're not panicking. You're not letting yourself get to this state of your life is ending. If this opportunity yeah. goes there's going to be no more because that's not true. And it's about challenging as well what you're thinking. If you've thought that way for your entire life, it's going to take time to reprogram it. But you can start. You can begin. We all have the capability. And I know for someone who is so new to manifestation or maybe hasn't manifested what they want, hearing this story may bring up feelings of, it's easier for her or it's easier for someone else. You know, I look at people who have manifested lives that I'm not even close to manifesting, but I use their stories as examples of what is possible mm -hmm. for me. I am not looking at their stories, feeling jealous, feeling like I'm comparing myself that they must be better at yeah. me than this. They're not better. Maybe they've integrated it more. Maybe they've been doing it for longer but it is possible for me too, and it is for you. That's a big shift in itself is that mindset of, of when you look at what other people have done, you can either look at it as proof of you don't have it mm. or look at it as proof of what's possible for you too mm. because we are literally all just human beings. We are all human beings, and I, I heard um, this actually this podcast episode that I listened to today from um, – with Catherine Zedekina, who's the manifestation mm. babe. And she said, and this is interesting because like I, I've been doing this for a while now and I you know, made that shift into looking at other people as that what they've got as what's possible. And she said, so many people are using social media the wrong way. They're using social media as a way to like keep up to date with what their friends are doing, um, compare themselves to others mm -hmm. and feel bad about themselves about what they're not doing in their life. And she goes, she said she uses social media as her vision board. Mm -hmm. She looks at, um, you know, for instance, I think she used the example of, of when she was like from years ago when she was wanting to go to like Bora Bora and she like would watch videos and look at pictures and, and vlogs and, mm -hmm. um, things of every little detail of people who have been there and done it as a way to visualize what was possible for her mm. and putting herself like use it as fuel like look at the person who's driving the night like your neighbor mm. who's driving the really nice car or like the really nice house down the road and go well, if they can do it, I can do it too. Mm. And that is something that's been like, become like a mantra. If they can, I can too. Mm. If they can, I can too. And that's just like that mantra that, that... And let's be honest, like jealousy is such a heavy, oh. icky emotion. It's like such a low vibrational place to hang out. Yeah, that, then that is your work to do. If you're feeling jealous... It's never about them. Mm. It's about you. What what do you need to heal within you? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, that I love that. I haven't listened to that podcast episode with yeah. her yet. But, yeah, using social media as your vision board. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to unfollow accounts that make you feel crap about yourself. Yeah. If you are really deep in that state of comparing and feeling jealous, then... 
I would be coming back home to yourself, mm-hmm. even if that means unfollowing, staying off social media for a little while and really rewriting that for you so that you can use social media in positive ways because mm. you can't manifest from that place. And that's another thing Abraham Hicks says that I love. You can't get there from there. Yeah. Yeah. If what you're wanting is magical, aligned, great travel, flourishing relationships, beautiful home, and you're in jealousy, comparison, envy, nastiness, that that doesn't align with the energy of your dreams. No. And that is where it all begins. Your feelings and emotions are the best indicator of what's coming for you. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that you can do that. And very rare of the time, but we'll like, I really want to anchor in that there's so many different ways that you can embody this in your day to day life. And it does take practice. But the thing is, is what's really cool is when you notice that you're not where you want to be in terms of these practices, that's where you go, okay, cool. That's like something I get to start cleaning up. Mm -hmm. And something that was really fun for me is I used to always when I would go into a shop, I would just go into only certain... I wouldn't even bother going into a store that sold clothes over a certain price. Like, I, mm. I would not even bother. And I would go into just, like, kind of your stock standard, like, clothing stores, for instance. Like, clothes didn't seem like they were a priority to me. Mm. Priority to me. And, you know, I don't know whether or not that comes from, you know, wearing hand-me-downs and things as, as a kid. Like, you know, and I never went without or anything mm. like that. But... Buying like expensive clothes was just not something that ever felt like I I got to have. Mm. So I would even like in these stores that sold you know just kind of like fast fashiony kind of clothes. I would go straight to the sales rack. Mm. I wouldn't even look at anything until I had looked at the sales rack. I wouldn't even consider buying things that were full price. Mm. Like this is like it was so deep. That was something that had been so deeply ingrained in me. And now I walk into a store and anything that just makes me feel amazing, if the price is aligned, I will buy it. Mm. And if it the price isn't aligned, I go, I'm just trying it on for when I come back and get it. Mm. When the price does feel aligned for me. Yeah. And that's that shift. It's going, well, I'm just, I'm just looking at the things that I'm going to buy when the price is aligned. And that is such a different energetic state mm. than going, I'm not even going to look because I, I, there's no way that I could ever, I, I, I couldn't afford that. Mm. I don't say those, that felt hard to say. I don't say the words, I can't afford that yeah. ever anymore. Such and a negative affirmation. It is. And the thing is, is I'm just creating more of what I can't afford. Mm. I go, that price doesn't feel aligned for me right now. Mm. Or I go, how can I afford that? Yeah. And that's just such a... And those little language shifts and those little embodied shifts. And the thing is, the first time you walk into a store where the the like the cheapest thing in there is like $300 and you're going, oh my God, I really can't afford any of this. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, you might be a student or something like that. You will feel uncomfortable and that's okay. And that's actually where you get to shed light on those parts of you. You go, well, why do I feel like... I could never have that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why have I all of a sudden got this story of like, oh, well, I'll, I'll never have that Chanel bag. Yeah. If that's what you really, really desire and that's what you really want, 
you will find a way to have that. Mm. But what needs to happen is that energetic shift within you, which is that vibration that you hold, that feeling that you have when you're around that bag, when you're around the car that you really want, when you're around the, the partner that you really feel like you want to have. What energy are you in? What emotion mm. are you in? Are you sitting there in that like vibration of going, I don't deserve this. I can never have this. Mm. Because the universe is going, your wish is my command. Yeah. You will never have this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I love how you say mantras are like something you do. That's something I've definitely mm. embodied too. I know like when I see my dream car drive past, I say to myself, I can have that. Yeah. I can afford that. Yeah. And we're really making it a at about the now. It's coming to me now, yeah. not one day. Because for as long as we keep it out there in the future, that's where it will always yeah. remain. And yeah, it, like I try as well not to say when I can feel myself thinking I can't afford that. I'm like, no, that needs yeah. to change. Or I think that's not one of my priorities right now. Yeah. It's not a priority to yeah. to buy that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just around putting yourself in situations and around people who ignite positive energy within yeah. you because that's where manifestation comes from. Yeah, yeah. And we, we feed into each other's energy. And mm. I, I just recorded a solo episode around just that. I don't know if it's going to come out before this, but <laughs> either way, it's there. <laughs> You'll find it. Um, <laughs> But it is, it's, it's really, really, really powerful. Another thing that I really love to say is it's on its way to me mm. because that implies, which is the truth that the universe is already working to bring it to me. It is already making things move and shifting things beyond what I could possibly ever like consciously comprehend to bring it to me. Mm. And all I have to do is just keep on moving, keep on doing my thing. Yeah. To wrap up, I would love to hear some, about a beautiful manifestation that you currently have put out there into the world or are ready to put out there because I really truly believe that by declaring our desires, we really anchor them in and mm. I am just like, I'm so like on a mission to just like get rid of that notion of like make a wish but don't tell anyone mm. because it won't come true. I think that that's just bullshit and that we get to just express what we want mm. so i'd love to hear about a beautiful manifestation that you have yeah i would love to keep growing my podcast growing it and putting it in people's ears who would really benefit from it new exciting people people who are lit up by it and grow it to a point where and this is where like i i try i'm I don't want to put any heavy expectations on it, but growing it as far as the universe would like it to grow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I just, I love, I love sharing stories. I love storytelling. I love being able to offer wisdom and experience from my own personal life. And I love learning from others as well. And yeah, I just, I really want to cultivate this year more beautiful conversations and growing it to a new level. 
So, yes. yeah. And so it is, and so it is. So it so is. is. <laughs> Yay. Well, on that note, how? Can, what is the name of your podcast? How can we connect with you in all the ways? Um, how can our listeners get all up in your grill? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my Instagram is I am Jade Sharon on Instagram, and my podcast is Brave Girl Podcast. I thought of the name Brave Girl. I it just came to me one day, and it just stuck. And I started my podcast during a really hard time in my life. My mental health was suffering. I wasn't happy within my work, and something about it just stuck but I knew I had this vision I'd always wanted to do a podcast we had both spoken about our dream to start a podcast when we met and I just thought like everything else fuck it I have nothing to lose I'm just gonna start it and yeah the rest is history and really let myself be taken by what feels right because I've had a tendency my whole life to plan every detail. I'm a Virgo, very detail oriented. (laughs) I can sometimes focus on the micro rather than the macro, Mm -hmm. but I have worked really hard to release that and also be who I truly am because I guess as I've learned more about myself, I can see that I have different sides to my personality and I don't want to just be one version of myself i want to be able to feel free to be me and the people that love that will love it and those who don't will fall away and that's okay but yeah brave girl podcast is where it's at (laughs) i'll put all of those links um in the show notes so you can connect with jade thank you thank you so much for coming on i'm so grateful i'm so glad that we finally made this happen yes we rescheduled i think at least 30 times yeah that's, that's fine it happened in the perfect timing <laughs> absolutely thank you so much for having me emily it's been so beautiful talking to you in this way it's just like a normal conversation we would have <laughs> i know this is i i know this seems like cliche but this is genuinely what we talk about when we <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go and have we're gonna have dinner now and probably just keep talking about this stuff. <laughs> so it. thank you so much and yay. <laughs> thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Congratulations for making it all the way to the end. Well done. I'm so grateful you tuned in today and if you found value here I would love to hear from you so head on over to Instagram at I am Emily Burke subscribe to the show uh, rate and review the show let me know what you're thinking it would just mean the world to me and leaving a review or rating the show really does help help this message help this these teachings and these conversations get into the ears of more people so head on over to Apple Podcasts to do that and I'll catch you on the next episode.